0: Listening to Out Loud and Live with JC Alvarez. Music maestro Jason Pooh Bear, MDMA Boyd, has been instrumental in the career of some of the music industry's biggest selling chart toppers. The Grammy winning writer producer has collaborated with Usher, Chris Brown, Pink, and the legendary Whitney Houston. And now he's teaming up with the Prince of Pop, Justin Bieber, and taking this artist in a new direction. Pooh bear has also embarked on launching his career as a performer and moving into the spotlight himself. Here now is Jason Pooh bear Boyd. Hi, hey Jason, how are you? I'm alright, how are you? I'm doing very well, Mr. Jason Pooh bear Boyd. Thanks for sitting with me. Oh, uh, thank you <laughs> You know, there isn't a single successful artist in the last decade that, you know, hasn't, you haven't had a hand in really charting their career. You know, the most obvious amongst them being Usher and Chris Brown, uh, amongst others. Life's been very good to you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. it's
1: been a blessing. Um, definitely, I know it.
0: There was a a very particular uh, important event in your young life that uh, that sort of like shaped you and moved your family to Atlanta, Georgia. Can you tell me a a little bit about that?
1: Um yeah, I'm just when I was nine, we were in a tornado that
0: was really really unpredictable because Connecticut don't really have tornado. Right.
1: Connecticut doesn't have tornadoes at all. So. It was a tornado that left me and my mom and my brother. We were homeless for about ten months, and then um, the church that we were going to—they took up offering and they they gave it to my mom one Sunday for like they gave her like five thousand dollars, and she was able to take that and we were able to start over, start life over in Atlanta, Georgia. But we moved to Atlanta, and that was like um, that was my turning point because moving to Atlanta, I, I I know I wanted to to write songs. I, I couldn't write songs, but I knew I wanted to in my mind and my heart. And when I moved to Atlanta, it everybody in the South and Atlanta was into the music industry. And everybody was like, there was ABC, there was right. a lot of kid groups, crisscross, a lot of kid groups that inspired me, right. that made that gave me inspiration um, to to say like, hey, this is something that could really happen. Absolutely, and, yeah, um, yeah. Just see it, seeing seeing around me was so real, and it was like, okay, I could do this. <laughs> like I've seen people, I've seen people go from, you know. Being in a bad situation now to being in a good situation it's mm-hmm. all because of music, right. and that, that just inspired me and motivated me to to, to keep me, keep stay focused on on what I really wanted to do.
0: Yeah, how fun! How fa- how fantastic that that opportunity put you right in the heart of of like one of the major cities in in the country that is really indicative of your style. You know, it's, it's such a strong uh, focal right. point for hip hop and R and B music. And and it's 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 where a lot of that a lot of your your talent is is so indicative of. You co-wrote your first track. You you were fourteen years old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah from one twelve from um the group one twelve a um, song called anywhere. It was like my first number one. I was still in high school. And <laughs> um that was just that was an opportunity that my cousin Courtney Sills he discovered the group one twelve at a talent show a high school talent show oh. and um. I was still in high school and he told me like, Hey man, you, you can make money writing songs I'm like, No, I can't He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna put you at one twelve and if they if, if you guys click and you guys don't have a, a great creative, you know, um relationship then maybe they'll they'll work they'll continue to work with you on other music. So, you know, my first session with them we, we came up with anywhere
0: and that was like
1: you know, a hit record, and then from there, I just never really turned back, and they, you know, I, I stayed writing all the hits, and just um, I never, I never turned back from that point.
0: One of your inspirations was Stevie Wonder, who, like you, was also a a child phenom. You know, he he was writing and creating music at at a really young age. How would you describe his influence on you as an artist? And or have there been any other artists that really shaped you as a, as a young uh, fledgling writer?
1: Um, I was. That Stevie Wonder. When I was in kid before the tornado, I used to like my mother was really religious. My father was my father's a preacher. Mm. um And before they separated, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. So Stevie Wonder <laughs> fell into that category as worldly secular music. So I was sneaking listening to Stevie Wonder late at night when my mom, when my parents would go to sleep. Um, and that inspired me. I used to just say that, man. I want to make music that makes me feel like Stevie Wonder's music makes me feel. Mm. And that was like the beginning of like that little spark that made, allowed me to want to to want to grow and be like, mm. hey, I want to I want to make music like Stevie Wonder. I want to make music that makes me feel like how I feel when I play his music. And so I like to say that he was really like the the one artist that really. You know, motivated me and inspired me you know to want to be to want to be involved in the industry and be a great writer yeah um yeah. I can't really say um that about anybody else
0: yeah in well, the industry hey, he's okay he's a, he's a great want, role model yeah. you know
1: I got inspired from him yeah. I kind of just started creating my own music and just creating. you know as opposed to um listening to other people I started you know creating yeah. and um Basically, just went through an area of trial and error, trial and error you know, getting all the, all the whack music <laughs> out of my system, till I made it to a point to where, you know, I knew why, why it wasn't working, and like, okay, I don't need to do that, I need to do this, and this just trial and error right. that got me to that point, but Stevie Wonder definitely was like the only person that really inspired me musically, it wasn't...
0: Else. Yeah, what a what a what a fantastic inspiration he is, and, and a titan in music. Yeah. You know, you you've collaborated with so many different types of artists and vocalists, and uh, you know uh, so many artists with different versatility. When you go, when you start working with an artist, what do you write? Do you create for what's distinct to that artist? Do you speak to their strengths? Mm-hmm. You know, how how is that process?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. um I kind of like I have this sixth sense where
0: I can meet an artist and I kind of just kind of know what they're supposed to sing about mm. or what they're supposed to, you know, what the top
1: the top the subject matter is okay. and, and the vocal arrangement. I kind of have this sense that the sixth sense that I've developed over the years to where. I can work with an artist and I just know, like, okay, this is what they need to sing. This is what the mm-hmm. people are ready to hear, right. you know, from this artist. And um, mm-hmm. it's just being able to, I think, um, interpret interpret where I feel like these artists are. Right. Emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and spiritually. And being able to capture that in a song. Mm-hmm. And um, just knowing what they need and just being able to capture that. And that's what really, like, you know... -hmm. That really, really, once again comes from trial and error, just knowing like, okay, this is what the audience, this is what the world is ready to hear from this person, and just capturing it. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm kind of like, it's a sixth sense. It's it's definitely (laughs) a blessing to be able to work with artists and know, kind of know what they need. A lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. what artists Mm -hmm. need. So. Mm It's a gift. I think it's definitely a blessing.
0: Yeah. Now you've you've currently been been uh been working with with Justin Bieber on a lot of new work that that people are saying are shaping him into an adult artist. Um, one of the one of the recent tracks you worked with him on is is called Change Me. It, is is this is this new music that's evocative of, of of Justin Bieber, who is right now one of the the more unstoppable forces in, in contemporary music, is is this something that that you both are working on to sort of like change his image and and bring him sort of into his adulthood?
1: Um yeah, I would, I would just say that it's a part of his evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. him as a when he was a younger artist, you know, even even now, but when he was younger, he grew up. Justin grew up listening to, like, Boys and Men, and, you know, he grew up listening to the more R&B, you know, contemporary-sounding music, and as he came out, emerged as a a a pop superstar icon, he kind of, you know, his music kind of strayed away from his true love, and that was, like, R&B. So now that he's at an age where his his opinion matters, his decisions mm. matter, mm-hmm. and musically, he's reached a point to where he wants to make the kind of music that he loves and that he wants mm. to make. And I just happened to come along, you know, at the, at a time where he is, you know, trying to creatively make the music that he's always loved and that he's always wanted to do, but mm-hmm. never really had the, the platform or never really had the, you know, he it wasn't at the right age to really you know, fight for it mm. but you know without for the powers that be that created all his music for him and now he's at an age where he's like you know what I want to make music that I love I don't want to mm. I don't want to I don't want to keep making this music that the label and that the company wants me to make you know for record sales right. you know quote unquote you know I want to make music that I love and that I I genuinely you know want to want to listen to and, and put out there and It's just great timing because, you know, my style of writing and and his, his, you know, his style of of singing is kind of like we're both at the same place, which is different ages. But it's like um, he wanted to sing, you know, R&B, and I kind of needed to work with uh, artists on that level in order to even put R&B back on a certain level. Mm. Like In order for R&B to be relevant again, it had to come through artists, iconic artists like Justin Bieber. So mm-hmm. it was like great timing because I feel like R and B the music that we're making now, I feel like it's a lost art. And right. I feel like it mm-hmm. it doesn't really have a platform anymore in this industry. And now that all the E D M and all mm-hmm. the you know the big pop and electronic music is taken over mm-hmm. and hip hop was taking over, it kinda like put R and B on a back burner, on a back seat. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's really incredible that Justin wanted to make that kind, of, that, that kind of music because, you know, he single-handedly can bring back that sound. And that's what I feel like he's been, we've been doing over the last 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's like bringing back the sound of music where people listen to it and they care to listen to it. And it's not just, you know, the next EDM or, or song that you know, you play on the radio. That sounds just like all the other songs that are behind it. it it's real R and B music that moves your soul and that speaks to your emotions. And I feel like that's the point of music. You yeah. know, I feel like if you if you make music, it
0: has to move your emotions. It has to speak to your soul. Absolutely, in order yeah.
1: for it to yeah. really, really hold weight and yeah. have value.
0: So you've worked with uh, when you've worked with with artists like Usher and Chris Brown and and even Jill Scott. What I've noticed in your style is it's extremely transformative. Um, you, right. you you kind of like really push um, the artist into like a, a, a sort of like an emotional state with where with what they're expressing Is that what you want to do now with your own music because because now you're on the cups of, of performing and, and and being more visually out there as an artist
1: Yeah I definitely that's definitely my always been my goal is to to make music that moves people's emotions to when they hear it they feel like they can't go without hearing it again. Like that's my goal. It's like it's almost to use the, the analogy of um of a of an addiction. Like hearing <laughs> something that your body needs to hear. Yeah. And knowing that it needs to hear it again. And I feel like music nowadays, it doesn't really give you that it doesn't really back your, your emotions into the corner like it used to. Like mm-hmm. now there's options to where you don't have to hear a song again. I, I always felt like, I always like being a part of music that when you hear it, you need to hear it again. It's something that it's a necessity. And for me, that's the way that I've always been a part of records that sold because to me, the music that sells mm-hmm. is the music that you can't go without hearing. Absolutely, like yeah. you, you sell music by like making records that your body, your emotions, once they hear it, they can't go again. Like I need, need to hear it again in order to be in order to to, to, to really satisfy your emotions mm-hmm. you want to be able to hear this music over and over again and it has to be good enough to move your emotions or it'll just go over everybody's head like a lot of these last 6-7 years a lot of music has been created but it's not special music it's just microwavable it's, it's just for the <laughs>
0: moment it's
1: not timeless it's not special mm-hmm. it's not nothing that you pull up 20 years from now and play for your grandkids or your kids and say, hey, listen to this. It's like, it's just for the moment. So, I yeah. feel like um, music has to be special. It has to speak to your soul. Right. And it has to be a necessity. Like, it has to be something that we can't go without hearing.
0: But the, but the dance floor, or, the dan- um, is it, would you say that the dance floor is equally as important as feeding the soul? I mean, do you, do you want, do you want to create music that moves mm-hmm. people on the dance floor? Here
1: Here's, is my theory with the dance floor. My theory with the dance floor is, if I make a record that people just love and people can't go without hearing, right? Then yes, they're gonna to want to hear it on the dance floor. They're gonna to want to hear it everywhere. They're gonna to want to hear it on the elevator. They're gonna to want to hear it in the lobby of a hotel. It's just about making this music that you can't go without hearing, and that goes for, you know, every now and then you'll hear a slow, a slow song that'll break through and it'll be in the club. Or you're here. An Adele record called like "Rolling in the Deep." Mm. Like when they made that record, I guarantee you that they didn't have the club in mind. I almost bet you—I would bet—they didn't have the club in mind at all. But because of the music. Rolling in the Deep was so powerful. Yeah, yeah. It it was Mm -hmm. so strong that, like, people just wanted to hear it everywhere. Yeah. So it was like, a dance floor definitely plays a large role in it, but I feel like if the music is strong enough, it'll make it to the dance floor. It'll make it everywhere. As Mm -hmm. long as people care to hear it, it'll make it everywhere. It just has the the music, the music, Quality of the music has to be that phenomenal.
0: It's got it's got to penetrate. Okay. It's got to, it's got to get in there and
1: penetrate. You know, as, yeah, yeah. yeah, it has to penetrate on every level. And then, like a, like I used Rolling in the Deep as an, an example because I know that that record wasn't designed for the club, but mm. when it came out, it took over the club. As well as <laughs> um somebody that you used to know, you know that record was that huge record. Right. You know it was also I don't feel like it was designed for the club, but it was so infectious that you had to hear it in the club like you had to play it everywhere you yeah. know there was no way around not hearing that record so i so feel like when you when you make music on that level it to dance for definitely plays a big role but if the record is that powerful it will be everywhere it will play in the club you know and you will dance to it they'll they'll remix it until you dance to it but it will still have that that powerful melody in the top line and the powerful lyrics mm-hmm. That move your emotions and that captivates you.
0: Has there has there been an artist? I mean, you've worked with so many so many different people, but has there been an artist that surprised you in the studio? That when you when you got the opportunity to, to collaborate with that person, you got into the studio to, to to bang it out. They really delivered on a level that really shocked you.
1: Um, I would have to say, mm, I would I would say Esher Escher yeah. Raymond was yeah. one of those artists that. I wasn't necessarily growing up. I didn't really necessarily grow up listening to Usher. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really a fan until I worked with Usher. When I worked with Usher on um, Confessions, yeah,
0: yeah, it
1: allowed me to, to be like, to see that, oh, this artist is great. And, whenever, and, and when I was directing him and me telling him what to do, he was able to take my directions very well and, and deliver what, what I was trying to get him to deliver and to me you know I, I became a fan and I was like wow he's really he's really dope he's really a hard worker and he's perfectionist you yeah. um, know him I was to say Usher, and then even now Justin Bieber is another artist that I really you know two three years ago I really didn't really listen to Justin Bieber's music because it just wasn't you know that wasn't just my that wasn't my my job, my style but after going in a studio with him and Seeing how you know uh, he's super humble, Mm. the hard worker, Mm. and he's like um, he's extremely musically inclined. Mm. So Justin can hear something and know that it's great and special. Like a lot of artists, they're not able to hear great music. They don't know what great music is. They Mm. just go off of what their label tells them to record. Mm. So working with Justin, he actually knows what great music Mm. is and that was like impressive. That made me be a fan That made me say, wow, this kid is really, you know, he is really a, a phenomenon. Like just him being able to, to do whatever I told him to do vocally mm. and understand it and make it, you know, relate, like just come across recording it to me. It was like, wow, I'm a fan now. That's brilliant. And, um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of artists I work with, they don't really, you know, they don't show me that They're A lot of artists are followers and, um, I was just saying, was a leader. Usher was a leader, you know. Just, but just like working with Usher out on on Confessions, that was years ago, and um, I felt the same way about Justin Bieber. I'm like, wow, this this is a really, he's really a great vocalist, and he's a great musician. So,
0: and now and now you're gonna be on the to forefront. You're gonna be on the forefront as an artist. And if you could describe the uh, the work that you're gonna be putting out, that's gonna be representing you. If you could describe it in one word, what would that word be? Jason Pooh Bear Boyd.
1: Um,
0: the music that I'm gonna put out, the mm-hmm. one word I would have to use would be
1: undeniable. <laughs> I, I really, I, I really don't like. I really like the music I'm gonna put out. Mm-hmm. Is I'm my biggest. I'm out. My, my biggest critic. So like I'm <laughs> like I hate on myself first before anybody else can hate on me or give me constructive criticism. I'm already tearing myself apart, tearing my music apart. And um, i only do that so that I want to leave zero 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 percent room for error yeah. like, musically. I want it to be flawless and um and undeniable. And mm. I feel like a lot of music, like majority of music that's out today, is not undeniable. Like I can live without a lot of music. Right, I don't have to hear a lot of music that's out, so the music I've been working on and what I'm putting out, you know, I was always blessed enough to write hits for a lot of artists, so I never really struggled in that area of of making hits, so just for myself, it's just um, making sure that everything I put out is undeniable and that vocally, lyrically, it's on another level so that when these artists hear it, they're inspired by it, you know, as well as the the, the the people that hopefully I hope to you know trans, transfer <laughs> to fans to Poo Bear fans. I hope that they <laughs> yeah. you know they they love me as much as they love my mind and my songs that they loved growing up and hearing over the years. So I just make just making just making sure the one word that would describe my music is and I'm not cocky or conceited at all. Like I'm very I'm, I'm far away from that. Mm-hmm. But I know that my music is you know what I'm putting out there is gonna be undeniable or I wouldn't put it out there, you know. I, I wouldn't release it, and I wouldn't get behind it, because I, you know, I want to be a. I don't want to just. I don't want to be a part of this microwavable music scene. <laughs> I want to put out music <laughs> that lasts forever, and that's timeless. Right. And you know, that's what I plan on doing.
0: Always the perfectionist. So, Pooh Bear Boy. Always. Dave, I'm a, I'm always.
1: A, I'm a Virgo. You know, Virgo <laughs> is a
0: perfectionist, and we can't help it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate it, and uh, and I wish you the best of luck. I can't wait to hear uh, more of your work.
1: Uh, thank you very much for interviewing me. I appreciate your time.
0: Stay in tune with all of Pooh Bear MDMA's new music by hitting his website at poohbearmusic.com. Thanks again to Jason Boyd for taking the time to get out loud. Out Loud and Live is now also available as a podcast on iTunes. Please hang up and try again. Send us your questions or comments to thrillseekerhq at aol.com. This is JC Alvarez, and you've been listening to Out Loud and Live. This is a Thrillseeker HQ presentation. Get in the HQ. Go to www.thrillseekerhq.com. <laughs>